0: You're a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor, 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 and doctor.
1: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar.
0: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner.
1: The doctor is in. All right, he's back. Dr. Bittar, Advanced Medicine, right here on the Robert Scadbell Show. Dr. Bittar, I was just up in Detroit, and I got to see our friend uh, Stephanie Offman-McKeith. Are you coming to the Cancer Prevention Convention August 19th up there in Detroit, Dearborn? I uh, don't know. I, uh, I
0: I think I think that is actually on the schedule, but I'm not 100% sure I I am only looking about thirty to forty-five days out right now, but I think it's already on the schedule.
1: Dude, man, it would be so awesome if you, if you're there. Like you said, screw everybody else. You're worth the price of admission. I haven't seen you. Well, no, I saw you speak at TTAC last year, but man, Doctor Batar is a treat. You got to go, everybody. It's going to sell out fast. I'm just giving you your heads up notice. You can't tell me you didn't know August 19th in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, So eventually we'll get to to Dr. Batars' calendar and and, and make sure he gets there, too. So, Dr. Batar, I received an email from you earlier this week, and so did Super Don. It was about a study on the energy bands. Is that something you can speak publicly about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually not about the energy bands, Robert. We're using the energy bands as a um, vehicle, if you will, Mm -hmm. and um, we're going to... Um basically, actually, I wanted to announce it today. So do you want to start off right there, or, or do you want to cover some of the stories first? You know what? what well, what let's
1: – all right. Since so I want to give you time to think about it. We'll talk about it at the bottom of the hour. We'll come out with an announcement with, from Dr. Batar on that. So we'll, we'll table that agenda item that I didn't know was on the agenda, but I thought it might be. And we're going to go to uh, this stunning statistic. 70% of breast cancer patients – guess what <sighs> – Stand by, but they don't need chemo. Now, that's just not Dr. Batar saying it. We might say 95 or 99% of them don't, but let's go. 70% in a mainstream study, apparently, in the mainstream news, they're reporting on this, Dr. Batar. What is going on?
0: You know, it's pretty amazing, but I guess there's that old thing, right? That the truth will set you free, and I guess maybe the truth is setting us free. I don't know, Rob, what's going on. I don't know what's in the wind. But certainly, it's uh, pretty exciting to hear uh, this type of information. Now, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I, I skimmed over this. I didn't have no surprise to you. I didn't <laughs> have time to review some of the things that uh, that we were going to obviously talk about today. And I usually I usually have at least five minutes, but um, didn't even have the five minutes. So, tell me which which journal was this published in? Was this a National Cancer Institute or the, or the the Journal of the Cancer
1: Institute? All right, this is the right. First of all, let me just say, this is the largest study apparently ever done. Seventy uh, uh, Breast cancer treatment results expected to, to, to spare 70,000 patients a year. Uh, the lead study, study leader is Dr. Joseph Sperano of Montefiore Medical Center in New York. And, yes, it was funded by the NCI. NCI National Cancer Institute.
0: Okay. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: And then we were discussing this at the American Society of Clinical Oncology Conference. Again, we're talking major cancer groups, like the acknowledgement by one of the you know the cancer researchers saying, you know what, we should stop fooling ourselves, deluding ourselves, that we're looking for a cure for cancer, and we should just manage cancer like it's a chronic disease, right? Well, what have they been doing? Why do they keep asking for billions and billions of dollars each year to find the cure for cancer? Because they've been lying. They're not interested in Goldman Sachs' is right when they say it's not good for business to cure any disease.
0: That's uh, from a political standpoint, and from from what the what their agenda is, you know, it's highly suspect what their agenda is. But when you start to look at follow the link, there, there is no motivation, there's no incentive to cure anything, because when you cure something, then you have no captive audience to market to that suffering from that particular ailment or disease, pathology, whatever it may be.
1: Mm-hmm. So when they get these these so called end stage cancers. Uh, they've been doing surgery, following uh, hormone-blocking drugs we've talked about that also can cause cancer. And then they say, you know what, there might be some stray cancer cells floating around your body. Let's put you on chemo, too. And they're basically going, you know what, maybe that's not a great idea. Maybe that's just disastrously poor medical thought, except to make money off of the chemo that, guess what, oncologists get to buy at wholesale and mark up 100 a 1, 1,000%. What is it? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a uh well, let me let me back up for a second, Robert. If it actually works, then fine, whatever they want to charge. But to, to poison a person and charge up a thousand percent or whatever they charge, it's absolutely insane. There's it it costs money to take care of your own health. It takes money to take care of other people's health. Meaning if you're gonna to go see to, there's costs involved. If you're gonna take care of your health, there's gonna be costs involved. Um, you know, if you eat organic, if you eat and take supplements, it's gonna cost money to take It's not the issue of whether it's going to cost money or how much money. I would expect there to be a direct correlation between efficacy and cost. If it's more effective, then there's a justifiable reason to have more cost. But to have something that's going to poison your body, increase your chance of actually getting cancer in the future, and other types of phenomena, you've covered cardiomyopathies and renal problems and all these other issues, all these different components that it it creates, the chemo creates, um, it's... It's increasing your problems and costing a lot of exorbitant amount of money. And then on top of that, um, it's going to be marked up by the doctors that are providing it. So, yeah, it's like a triple insult.
1: Yeah, so this study is fascinating because of uh, the the revelation, not to you or me, but to a lot within oncology, that, my gosh, our use of chemo in 70% of the cases is unwarranted. Now, there's a secondary story here that does relate to breast cancer. I'm going to read this sentence, and you comment. Tell me what you think, because we've talked about immunotherapy. Maybe they're getting it partially right, half right, quarter right, not right at all, or all right. I don't know, but it says this. T-cells extracted from a tumor, expanded, and then reintroduced into the body have resulted in the disappearance of tumors in a woman with metastatic breast cancer. Now, this is uh, published in Nature Medicine, with the nci once again describing this new immunotherapy approach how new is it in fact and is it on the money yet i don't know what do you think dr batar
0: um i think that any treatment that has the potential of improving the outcome is worth, is worth investigating i uh, i can't i don't know much about this particular treatment they're talking about this particular form of immunotherapy you're talking about right
1: yeah, they're saying uh, naturally occurring tumor infiltrating lymphocytes. They call them TILs. They extracted it from the patient's tumor. They grew it outside of her body to boost its numbers and then injected it back into the patient to tackle the cancer. So it seemed to be the, the patient's own cells that were already targeting and engaging in this particular tumor. And they were doing something with it to increase the numbers, and then putting it back into the patient's body. It seems to be this is an individualized treatment. Of course, it doesn't cross into the realm of, of clearing the terrain, you know, detoxifying the body and addressing that. But specific to harm versus help, this seems a lot less harmful than the chemo. They just figured out doesn't work in seventy percent of the cases.
0: Yeah, I think that there's probably some um, there's probably some uh, benefits for people to try to use that type of immunotherapy. The general concept of immunotherapy is that it increases and improves the immune system, which, by definition, is really where we need to be looking. Now, there are many different types of supposed immunotherapy that are are nothing more than uh, glorified therapy. But, yes, if they are actually effectively improving the immune system, and that's exactly what our treatment is oriented around, um, then, of course, it would work. By the way, I don't want to change the line of thought here, Robert, but I'm sorry, I may have sounded a little bit distracted because I was getting just pounded on Facebook saying there was no sound, and finally there's sound now. So I apologize to everybody listening on the live stream if they didn't have sound, but we have sound now. Apologies.
1: Okay, so you were sending it out through your Facebook fans, right?
0: Yes, and and apparently there was no sound, so I didn't know what was going on. But anyway, uh, coming back to the immunotherapy issue, again, mm. it's, it's an important from a philosophical standpoint, at least, that we be true to ourselves, you know, you, you inherently be true to your own philosophy, your own belief system. And um, the problem with chemo and radiation is that if you're going to, under, going to start with the fundamental thought process, the fundamental understanding that cancer can only occur in a damaged immune system, and if you, have an, if you don't have a damaged immune system, then you, by definition, can't have cancer. If you start from that premise, that's process, then to look at radiation and chemo is. Uh, ridiculous. You, you know, it's, it's, it's doing the, it's a diametrically opposed action because we want to improve the immune system so the body can't have cancer anymore. And when you take chemo and radiation, you're by definition damaging the immune system. So anything immunotherapy related would be superior than the conventional chemo and radiation. As I said before, though, the problem is that most immunotherapies are nothing more than a glorified form of chemotherapy. If it truly is something that's starting the immune system, uh, then it makes sense. And that's exactly, for the last two decades, what our treatment has been oriented around is to stimulate the immune system. The five-step philosophies of intoxication, right. physiological optimization, immune modulation, target acquisition, and uh, maintenance. So the immune modulation is proving the immune system and target acquisition is making the cancer more susceptible to, a, to the immune system by targeting it, allowing the immune system to target the cancer.
1: Right. Now, this could be um, it's splitting hairs in this sense of going, you know what? I- I'm not even opposed to this in concept because the idea of helping your own immune system to work more efficiently to help it target and engage. I don't find anything inherently wrong. Now, some people, if they're you know very purist in terms about not piercing the body, and I get that. Uh, you know, maybe they have different ways to go. Homeopathically, we can sensitize the immune system to direct action uh, to a tumor, for instance. I know that factually from my experience clinically. But somebody will say, "Well, where's the peer-reviewed literature?" Well, I'll leave that aside for the moment and go. Well, I'm not asking you to believe me, but the options I want you to have, whether it be through this so-called injectable way that they looked at one patient and had success. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to succeed. The same way in everybody because there are all these other circumstances that i've been talking about dr batar has certainly been talking about and writing about for years the varying levels of toxicity the varying uh you know forms of toxicity and of course the the need to heal let's see let's say let the body heal itself by clearing the garbage out of the system that doesn't belong there and so nothing in this particular therapy is targeting that so it is still a little bit of an isolated allopathic approach albeit yes a lot less harmful. Maybe not harmful at all, potentially, but the distinction has to be made. All right. Well, I didn't realize we were up against the break. Dr. Bittar on with me each and every week. We together do some advanced medicine on radio and around the world, streaming live right on YouTube as well. For Dr. Batar's fans are out there watching him on his Facebook page, which is awesome. We're glad to have you with us. And links are up in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. Check it out there. And we'll be back to talk more about the freedom to heal, and the freedom to say no to modern medicine.
0: The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Mm -hmm. Willing to go where the truth takes him. Here's Robert.
1: All right, need some uh, downtime, but ain't happening yet because we got a little uptime with Doctor Roger Bittar doing Advanced Medicine here each and every week. The you archives—you go to AdvancedMedicine.com, searchable archives. Apparently now uh, we had it at Medical Rewind for many years, and you could always go to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, UK Health Radio, SoundCloud, and of course YouTube. And uh, Dr. Batar is now streaming live on his Facebook page as well, which is cool. We, we welcome everybody all around the world to be with us each and every week. Whether you can be with us live or not, it doesn't ever go bad. That's why we don't need preservatives on this show. Dr. Bittar, are you back with us?
0: I am, Robert. I don't know whether it's going to be any better or not, but uh, I'm mm-hmm. do my best in the three minutes that I had. Hopefully people can hear us live. Uh, on Facebook, and if not, I apologize, we've try to figure out some other solution, but uh, hopefully um, you guys can hear me okay without the clipping.
1: Yeah, and if if not, like I said, we got the YouTube pumping out, go to robertscottbell.com until uh, we can all sort these things out. So, Dr. Bittar, I was talking about this form that the AAP, uh, uh, American Academy of Pediatrics, is endorsing. To make parents have to sign. Right. And so the big question is, should should you sign it? And my argument is like, well, read it. First of all, don't sign anything you don't agree with. And most of the time they're trying to get you to acknowledge or acquiesce to their belief that you're putting your child in harm's way. You acknowledge that you're putting your child at risk by not vaccinating. Nothing in there that acknowledges the risk of vaccinating. So I would argue for parents, don't sign something you don't believe, because I think one day they could use this against you in, like, uh, I don't know, CPS comes after you and says, you knowingly put your child at risk. You sign this document. And it's like, wait, but but I just didn't want to vaccinate. But they gave me, the doctor gave me this to sign. You're like, no, stop kowtowing to authoritarians. That's exactly what they're doing.
0: They're trying to be set a trap. And I would not sign the document unless there was an additional component put in that, and it, as you said, addresses the adverse effects of vaccination and the association with many of the uh, developmental delays and such that people have experienced, that other types of vaccine injuries, even death. So I think that if you're going to have people sign something like that, it needs to be balanced. It needs to be fair. It needs to be honest. And it's not. It's not informed consent. It's not uh, It's not putting it under, under even keel as it should be. So... If I was going to have, if somebody wanted me to sign that form, I would write in there something to do with the, the you know, the, this this document does not uh, reflect the full compendium of scientific literature and research that's been done showing the adverse effects associated mm-hmm. with the same action. And I'm not vaccinating my child because I don't want to make my child uh, exposed to or, or, or render my child vulnerable to. The associated pathologies that are that are, you know, related and have been correlated with the vaccination aspect. So you, just be proactive because you're exactly right, Robert. They are trying to set you up when they have mm. a kind of document like that for future to yeah. come after you or to take your kids away or to do whatever else they're going do.
1: Well, and, and the thing and is the, the AAP, you know, is, is not representing pediatricians per se. Obviously, as a trade association, it tries to limit competition to what they're offering. But, of course, we know who, who, you know, funds the AAP, and, you know, big pharma is involved, drugs are involved, certainly vaccine manufacturers are involved. So I don't know that all of the pediatricians even agree with what's on the forum, quite honestly, but they're pressured, much like they're pressured in the parents, and I think somebody's got to stand up and say, you know, this is wrong.
0: You're absolutely right. And and actually it starts with each individual themselves taking a stand. And before you know it, you have dozens, then you have hundreds, then you have thousands, but somebody has to take the stand. I haven't have, have seen any kind of uh, document like that. It just recently, I think we talked about this a few months ago with my son who's in college, with Avi, yes. Try to do that with his, uh, they wanted us to, you know, provide all these documents, which we did, which we, we had, and it finally came back, and it was amazing that they said, no, nope, this isn't going to be sufficient, we will allow a waiver for just the MMR um, and none, none of the other ones, and if you want any further waivers, you have to appeal it, and I suddenly realized, what, what is going on here? I'm sitting here getting upset, you know, I'm threatened to sue them and this and that. I'm like, they don't have any power. What are they going to do? Put you in jail because you don't take the vaccine? So I just called Avi and I told him, I said, Avi, you may not be uh, able to go to school uh, next year there. And uh, at at your university, he goes, why? I told him, because they want you to take a vaccine. He goes, why? And I said, I don't know, because they're idiots. He goes, well, does that mean I can't go to college anywhere? I said, well, not that. That's that university. He goes, that's right. I'll transfer them. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> it's well done. Simple. Like, you take your business somewhere else. If they're going to try to say you can't go to school here, go somewhere else.
1: Beautiful. I love it. And that's the message, folks. Do not back down. There's always a way. There's always another way. And if you stand on, on principle, on what what is right, true, what you truly believe, uh, you do not have to acquiesce and enter into an agreement for which you do not agree. Because that makes you a liar. So you're
0: also doing pharmacy shops. Get up
1: to that. Yeah, exactly. Stand by. We've got a lot more healing to go. It's advanced medicine on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Rasha Bittar. Back in just a few minutes. Stick with us.
0: You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. All right, each week at this time, we uh,
1: we get to hang out with our good buddy, Dr. Rashid Edbitar. Check him out at drbuttar.com. Also, advancedmedicine.com. If you all want to look further into what's available there, there's a lot, including a private group that you can be a, become a part of. And uh, there's a, a, I think, an invitation code still available. One three five eight for Robert Sky Bell Show listeners. Thirteen fifty eight when you go there, and you can have free access to well, a lot of things that we can't even say out in the quote unquote public domain, because just like uh, we were talking on the break, Doctor Bittar, when you you know let's say dominate an environment, and you define what is allowed, like the Fear and Death Administration in the United States, and you're you know trying to do something outside of it, but you don't know you're in their sandbox. And you violate their rule, you don't even know what the rules are, it doesn't matter. It, as they say, ignorance is no excuse. Now, those rules not might not be rooted in the common law. In God's law, you know, if we talk about spiritual concepts or context. But the reality is if you're in their sandbox, you better know what you're doing because they're gonna they're gonna bite you, much like when you sign the AAP form saying, I don't want to vaccinate my kids, but you agree to their terms that you're putting your kid in harm's way by not vaccinating. Which you don't agree with, but you didn't know, or you were intimidated into signing it. Folks, you gotta intimidate them back by standing on principle, by recognizing that you have the ultimate right and authority to defend your child's life from those who would violate it. Even if they claim to be there for your very you know life, for their for your good, right? What was it uh Reagan said of something like uh the, the words you the, the scariest words you ever hear? hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Well, you can take that from a yeah. pediatrician. Hi, I'm your pediatrician. I'm here to help you with this injection. you got to think real clearly about that. Even if he or she means well, they might not be as studied as we are, as Dr. Batara is on the issue.
0: Yeah, that's a very, very important point. You, know, you said, Before we went to the break, that's one of the things I said, and I kind of stopped because I knew it was coming up the edge, but you just can't believe them. There's you cannot trust anybody. You have to make sure that you're not honeyed by, sw- uh, you're swayed by honeyed words, and that you're willing to become belligerent to defend your freedom and your and your family's freedom. And the way to do that is exactly what you just said. You don't just agree to sign whatever the paperwork is. You, you make sure that you put your point in there or you refuse to sign it. And, and until you are belligerent enough to stand up for your rights, you're going to basically give up your rights. And that's what the problem is. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, let's, let's move into this latest health story. And this is over at Medical Express. Super Don's been finding a lot of cool stories here recently. It says this in the headline, increase in lifestyle-related cancers over past decades, spotlights need for prevention. And I'm like, I read this, Dr. Bittar, I'm like, what? There's something wrong with this. Increase in lifestyle-related, which cancers are not lifestyle-related? I mean, I guess maybe if you live next to a nuclear, uh, uh, you know, uh, accident, maybe you say that wasn't my normal lifestyle, but still, w- factors in your life, I mean, what else is manifesting cancer?
0: Yeah, it's all lifestyle, environment, it's all of it, it's all the same thing, so uh, I, I don't even know what to how to answer that, Robert, because I don't know, I don't know what else.
1: Yeah, it was published in the JAMA Oncology Journal, covering the years 1990 to 2016, and I guess they're finally acknowledging that lifestyle is related to cancer and maybe they're saying we need to prevent it. But I mean, you know, if if their whole terms of prevention are eat better, don't smoke and exercise, granted, there's nothing about that. that is objectionable. But when you get into the definition of each of those other than don't smoke, we can pretty much know what they mean. But the eat better. Well, we know what the exercise, I guess, means, but the eat better. That's the big one when it comes to lifestyle. Would they say non-GMO? Will they actually acknowledge organic in terms of its reduction of exposure to cancer-causing chemicals added to the food, for instance, or processing? I don't know how far they're going with this, but it's kind of an interesting headline. Yes, lifestyle really. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we need to prevent more. We need to put a spotlight on prevention. It's like, well, hello, what have you been doing all of these years?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's almost like an oxymoron type of realization. Wait a second, you know. What have you been doing if this is now what you're paying attention to or trying to give lip service to is what the way I would put it. But if you think about it, Robert, you just add the things that they're adding to the food, let's, let's even take away the things they're adding to food, as in the example, the insides, the pesticides. Uh, uh, let's just talk about what they're doing to food, the homogenization, the pasteurization, the genetic modification, the radiation. I mean, it's, it's manipulating food. It's manipulating uh, things in our environment that affect how... Our bodies are being exposed to um, the bare air that we're breathing, the water we are drinking, the food that we're consuming. It's even down to the point of now the very energetic, as we talked about in the fourth toxicity and the seventh toxicity um, the philosophy. The fourth toxicity being energetic. The amount of ambient cell phone radiation on its own is so extraordinarily overwhelming to the biological system. The lack of cell resonance material that's used in building uh, materials, the is. The outgassing, and it's, it's all environment. Every single thing is environmental. Everything is, is, is affecting your external environment. It's affecting your internal. Environment. It is all environmental. In fact, as we've talked about in the show multiple times, the 2010 Presidential Cancer Report, that was a 200 and some page report that you can access from our, on our website, the drcar.com. The 240 some page workup or, or write up. Came down to one sentence in the city that they felt that cancer was an environmental issue and more more has to be done to address the environmental aspect. And that's it. That one line summarizes the 240 page report. And it's the truth.
1: Yeah. So what do we do? Or do we wait for them to finally go, oh, yeah, the environment plays a role? Oh, yeah, what you eat plays a role? I mean, you know, these things they've sort of said, and I've, I've talked about, pay, they pay lip service to it. But if you wait for this so-called authority, the authoritarians to finally say, yes, it's okay to eat non-GMO organic food. I mean, my gosh, do you have your, your priorities messed up in terms of who is really out there to help you, right? And be on top of things for you. It's like you, you give up your body to the body politic. You give up your body to the body uh, medical, if you will. And these folks all have different interests that might not be your interest. And I think that's the place where you need to come back to, hmm, what do I feel about this? And I think people go, what about your feelings? Well, This isn't just about pure emotional reaction in terms of reacting to, you didn't like the Supreme Court's decision on gay wedding cakes. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a, you know, a deep gut level, like the moms. Like we had one of the thinking moms on from the thinking moms revolution, and they love you, Dr. Bittar. And, you know, a lot of them described to me, and they've talked to you about this, that they had a gut feeling. Before they got their kids vaccinated, the doctor said, oh, it's fine, it's fine. But they had this, doc, I, I just there's something I don't, don't feel right. And the doctor said, oh, that, that's just your feelings, right? That doesn't mean anything. I'm the scientist. I'm the doc, that, right?
0: That means everything, right? That yeah. means everything. That, that's intuition. That's sixth sense. That's God talking. To you.
1: Exactly. That's the point of if, if your doctor doesn't, if you have a doctor, doesn't acknowledge your gut-level feelings as having some kernel of truth, even if he or she doesn't understand it they may not be, in fact, I'll say they're not the right doctor for you. They're not connected exactly. to what you need them to be.
0: That's exactly right. You need to move on and find yourself another doctor. And you know, this comment that we're talking about right now, this, this subject, it goes right back to the vaccine issue, too, and this, this uh, uh, consent form that they want you to sign whether it's cancer-related with environmental aspect of food, that's related to or, or air that we breathe, or the water we drink related to cancer or the vaccination, whatever it is, it's the same issue. In fact, one of the people that... Uh, on Facebook right now, Autism Mama Bear. She says, I have to resubmit our religious exemption to kids, schools, and pediatricians. It's like a constant battle. It's a constant battle. And this is where it comes back to that Supreme Court Justice's quote. He said, unless you are willing to be belligerent and stand up for your rights and wish and, and willing to engage in sustained combat, he says it's a constant battle. It's a sustained combat that the Supreme Court Justice talked about, that if you're not willing to uh, be in sustained combat, engage in sustained combat, you will give up your right to freedom. And this is the point. You can't do something once and think it's going to be done, because it's over and over and over. I mean, this is, we're approaching our 20th year, we're actually almost in our 19th year of sustained combat with the North Carolina Medical Board. Actually, no, we, we passed the 19th year. Uh, in 2019, it'll be 20 years. It is a sustained combat. And, and you have to remember that those that get wary and, and put down let down their guard will become susceptible and vulnerable to the issues that we're talking about.
1: Well, just as your immune system, if it if it becomes weakened and, and tired and decides to take the year off, you're in big trouble. And the immune system of our country, of any country, but particularly of the United States where we are, well, the Constitution kind of represents it, but it's just on, the, on one level the paper and the words on it. Are the people willing to stand up in defense of it in face of in confronting those who violate it every day, which is just about everybody, certainly within the oligarchy, but many and most of the elected officials from both major parties. So where is freedom really live? It, yeah, they say, well, it could live in your heart, but then you got to manifest it beyond the heart. you got to live it, and there that can be uncomfortable. A lot of people are threatened by people who love liberty as much to have the audacity to actually live it and say, you know what? you don't control me. You don't own me. I am not a child of government. I'm a child of God, something far greater. And I will live as, as, as I believe, as long as I violate nobody other, nobody else's beliefs, then you should be left alone and I will leave you alone. But you know, that can't be anymore because right now we've got a nation of sheep, if you will, seemingly the vast majority have become sheep, not people. We've talked about this before. Yep.
0: That's very true. And I think that part of the problem is also that, um, if you look at how history repeats itself and you look at the, the modus operandi off the hierarchy, if you will, it's all based upon minimizing the opposing view. So I think that, I, I'm, I'm amazed, Robert, every time I see and read uh, our, our, um, the Constitution, when you start looking at the amendments, right? It, um, how the forefathers knew two, three hundred years ago how some of these problems would occur, and they wrote those amendments to prevent history from repeating itself. I mean, the right—if you have the freedom of speech—well, if you have freedom of speech, then you can vote; you, all parties can give their opinions. But nobody can be ostracized into one opinion and, and bullied by another group. That's the whole purpose of the freedom of speech. But what they're doing is they're trying to take away the freedom of speech. They're trying to take away the freedom of those mothers and those fathers that have recognized and realized and observed firsthand the damage that was incurred to their children by, based on the vaccines, Or whatever other case that we, we can, you know, insert any other type of issue that's not just medical or health. It can be anything, that, any type.
1: Yeah.
0: All we to do with being able to uh, to give your opposing viewpoint so that there's a balance of opinion gets out there.
1: Well, we, we talked about this show being a, the home for health, freedom, and healing liberty. Of course, key to both of those statements, or within that statement, health, freedom, healing, liberty, freedom, liberty, the cornerstone of your ability to move about the earth cabin, free from being poisoned by government. It's right here.
0: The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right,
1: we're wrapping up the hour with uh, Dr. Rasha Batar, Advanced Medicine. I want to thank uh, Thinking Moms Revolution, all y'all out there. We love you, appreciate you very much. And uh, I know you appreciate Dr. Batar and all that he's did, done to stand up for your children. And, uh, you know, as we said, the Paul Revere's out there, all of you speaking out saying, you know what? This is not happening to my children, my grandchildren, and you gotta, you know, ultimately, that shot stops with you, and eventually the doctors will get word when you stop going to them. Uh, Doctor Bittar, we mentioned at the beginning of the seg uh, the, of our hour today uh, about this uh, the energy bands, which we've mentioned before from you, but there's some kind of test or study going on that you want to recruit volunteers to participate with, and I want you to have the floor. Let them know how they can do that if they're interested. What's involved?
0: Okay, so it's actually not to do with the energy band, but we use energy band as a vehicle to see what we can do from an energetic standpoint. It's, it's going to be an outcome-based, objective study. It's very simple. Um, so anybody who wants to participate, uh, there will be four groups of people and half of the people will have cancer. Uh, we'll be, we're looking for people that have cancer. And if they're existing patients of ours, they're pretty much automatically, we got 30 that have gone through our treatment. We need thirty that have not had any type of treatment. And then we have also people that have health issues. If we've treated them, you know, we need thirty that have already gone through our treatment and then thirty that haven't gone through our treatment or any other treatment, um, preferably. But basically what this is is using the energy bands, each one is gonna have a number code on it. And using that number code, I don't wanna I don't wanna say what we're trying to prove because if I say that then the there will be more people that will be affected by the placebo effect, which there's nothing wrong with it. And I want to harness the placebo effect. But right now what we're going to do is we're going to have people that once we've identified which people believe this study, they take the head map every week for six weeks, and then they will end up getting a bottle of a supplement that's going to have been treated very specifically with a certain type of energetic. Our belief is our preliminary data shows that we have between a two point one to up to three X Factor. So if something gives us X benefit, you can look at doubling to tripling the effect of that benefit just by the treatment that the supplement or the product or what it is that we the person will have. So the first four weeks, five weeks will be actually just by wearing the band. So people have the band. Uh, many people have been using the band. The band, in fact, we know that. But then by using this particular band with a number code, that number code is allowing for, without getting too esoteric now, um, it's allowing for an energy field to be created around that individual that basically increases and up, uh, increases their level of consciousness. This all goes back goes back yeah. to David Hawkins' uh, power versus force. So hopefully I haven't confused too many people. Uh, the
1: uh, hey, Listen, are- I'm with you, Dr. Buchar. It's all frequency, right? Everything has a frequency associated with it. Energy is not esoteric. It is very real. Even the process of digestion is to break down complex molecules, ultimately to be released as energy in the body. Uh, Yeah. You know, what is homeopathy? Uh, It's energy. All of it's energy. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. And how do people or where do they go if they want to participate, if they want to express their interest? So there's no cost
0: involved in getting this. getting involved. They have to have a commitment that they're going to take the every Friday for the next six to eight. Uh, We'll get them the details and what you need to call Davina at uh, um, my office. Ask for Davina at seven zero eight nine five nine three five five. Ask for Davina, who's the administrative manager, and you just she'll ask you a couple of questions. She'll put you in a spreadsheet, and then you will be and like your phone number, your email address, and then she will get to you, we will probably be sending out the new band by next, but we need you to start. There'll be a certain certain sequence of events that she will tell you you to start doing. The first one is to go into Advanced Medicine, registering, and taking the baseline ahead map. That's the first step, because we're going to be assessing efficacy based upon the response of the Ahead Map. Everybody.
1: The head Map. So you got to be involved in that. Go to advancedmedicine.com. If you haven't yet already, you need an invitation code 1358 from the Robert Scott Bell Show. Davina, 704-855-8395. Is that correct? No,
0: 704
1: Okay, eight eight nine five eight three nine five. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. This has gone as fast as ever our hours go. We, we are almost up on the finale here.
0: Robert, let me straighten out the number. You got it wrong. 704 895 9355.
1: 9355. See, this is what happens when we have redneck internet. I can't understand. 704 895 9355. I hope I finally got that right. Yes, that's correct. And,
0: and 9355 5, sounds well.
1: All right, excellent. Well, folks, this is it. We got to go. Tell them what they need to know, Dr. Batar.
0: The article is unequivocally yours.
1: The Robert Scott Robert
0: Scott Bell Show.